So this can be really fun. I'd like to wish everybody a happy Halloween. And we are here to talk about the latest episode of Star Trek Discovery. And uh, this is called Magic to Make the Sanest Man Go Mad, which is a great title, I think. And it's very Shakespearean in feel. <laughs> yeah, it, it has an original series feel that uh, appeals to me. Yeah. So, yeah, Tom is here. And we are uh, here to talk about this episode. And I thought this, I mean, I've been a big fan of the show in general. I thought this episode was amazing. I loved this episode. It was so entertaining. It was so well written. It was so well acted. I totally really enjoyed it. So I don't know. What did you think of this episode? Um, I'm, I'm impressed. I, yeah, I enjoyed it uh, pretty thoroughly as well, but I, I'm impressed with how dense it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so much going on in this episode. Mm-hmm. And even though there's, they, there's, a, there's repetition, which is necessary when Star Trek does this kind of episode where they're repeating time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you, in spite of that, they just, wow, they really pack in the content here. Yeah, they really did. There's a lot going on. And uh, it was, but it was still, it was just so fun, but it had heart to it. I, I just, I loved this so much. And so is this a pretty common thing in Star Trek, this repeating time? They've done it, and um, I want to say two to three other times throughout the series, mm. uh, in some to, to some degree or another. Um, Enterprise did it a little, not through the whole episode. Uh, the biggest example, though, is is um, a Next Generation episode where uh, the the Enterprise has a collision with another ship, and the ship explodes, and they keep repeating that the the same several hours. Um, because okay. a result of the explosion, um, and that's an interesting one. If if, if people want to go back and do their homework, um, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the episode, <laughs> but it's yeah, yeah. Look for look up Star Trek: The Next Generation Time Loop. Google that, and you'll find okay. it. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, I I you know I love this. this is a pretty popular sort of trope uh, in uh, movies that we've seen uh, like three or four different movies recently that have this kind of Groundhog Day kind of theme to it. And yeah. I almost always enjoy it. I almost always think it's fun. And it, this has been by far the most universally accepted and praised episode of the season. Even Mr. Grumpy Pants over at Forbes, who uh-huh. was so hard on last week's episode, he actually called it a masterpiece. And he said, if you haven't been watching Star Trek Discovery, this episode alone may be worth the journey. Wow. So, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, let's, t- let's dive in. So we find out at the very beginning that there is this, there's this time, time loop, basically. And it starts out, the time loop, with this party on the ship and it was sort of almost reminded me of sort of like a 90s era kind of rave type situation sort of looking like is with the for lots of colors and the just and, and it was really fun and you get this great sense of of how sort of socially awkward and uncomfortable burnham is which i don't think that we've necessarily completely gotten that part of her personality fleshed out uh as far as her social interactions because uh, she's she's usually in some kind of leadership position, which I think gives her a certain degree of confidence that she doesn't have in like small talk. Or that's what she's used to anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so you really see that kind of Vulcan, I think, side of her in this in this party kind of situation. 
that she's just this awkward kind of doesn't know kind of what to say. And <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really good and well acted by, uh, by, uh, by the actress. And so, yeah. What did you think of, of this? And she's, she's kind of trying to admit that she has this crush on Ash, uh, but she doesn't know what to say. And, and uh, so that's sort of the initial, that part of the story set up. Yeah. Um, the, this, I felt like this episode was kind of taking a break from the hard driving plot of this season, uh-huh. right? Um, since we're looking at an overarching story, like this is, I was, I'm pleasantly surprised that they're still working in some episodes that have an episodic feel where like they stand alone on their own merits and you don't have to understand every detail of the other episodes to, to get it. True. That's a good point. This actually, this would be a great episode to introduce to someone like if someone was coming in cold and like, you know, I've never seen Star Trek. I don't know if I'd even like it. What do you recommend? I, I think I might give them this one. Yeah, I agree. I think I would do the same. Yeah. It, it's uh, it's just less overwhelming than, than some of the others. It's a, it's just a little bit more fun, but it has all these great elements. And uh, so, yeah, I agree with you there. And I think that uh, Ash and Burnham have, good chemistry together i think that you feel it uh, it's just one of those intangibles that uh that i don't know i'm excited to see where it goes from here as far as their relationship but i enjoyed seeing it evolve through each of the time loops seen uh, indeed yeah they uh, that's that goes to my point earlier about how dense it was they moved that relationship forward several yards really quick mm-hmm. and i and, and in a way that actually felt fairly natural it did yeah it really did yeah it was a you know just little bit by little bit each time, and you could see how she would be gaining sort of confidence with each uh, with each sort of try at it. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Yeah, so uh, that was fun, and uh, we we get where Stamets is the one who doesn't have uh, the time time loop. He's because he has the uh, um, tardigrade in him he is like immune basically from the time loop. And I thought that Anthony Rapp was great in this. I, I thought it was his, I think it's his, his best performance, his sort of urgency, his, but it's also was sort of funny. And uh, I don't mm-hmm. know. I just thought it really, he was really good. Yeah. He's still him. Uh, but yeah, like it, I like how we're, we're kind of in Burnham's point of view in the sense with him where that like he, he doesn't trust uh, Burnham at first. Mm-hmm. And, now he's kind of warmed up to her and now they're friends and now we're good with him. So now we're really getting to see Stamets. We're not seeing the kind of crusty exterior that mm-hmm. we met in the first few episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he's, I think uh, he's become more confident in his relationship, more confident in just a lot of things in the last mm-hmm. couple of episodes. Plus he has the tardigrade uh, in him, which has got to change you a little bit, I would think. Yeah. And uh, he made that sort of bold step. And uh, we get to find out that Mud, who we'd met in earlier episode, that he's back and that this is all because of him. He has this uh, time crystal and mm-hmm. uh, that is allowing him to do this. And uh, basically, like, his goal is to try and do the loop as many times as it takes for him to figure out what is special about the discovery. And then he's mm-hmm. going to try to take it, sell it to the Klingons. Right. This is yeah. a, another classic mud, mud style scheme to yeah. make big bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he, 
I thought Rain Wilson was really good, entertaining, over the top. He even kind of had some like con feels, I thought at times, uh, with his just vibrato and the way that he was acting here. I thought kind of reminded me a little bit of that. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he hit the all, all the, the the basic notes of a Star Trek villain um, pretty nicely, um, but yeah. not, not not in a boring way. He kind of put it old yet new, you know, sort of familiar. Um, he actually was reminding me of Q a lot. Um, especially mm. in that moment where he, he calls Lorca Mon Capitan and um, uh, where there's even a moment where like he, he takes them all to the um, transporter room, I think, or, or where he, he transports them, uh, him and, and, a, and a handful of other people off the bridge and he waves his hand <laughs> the way yeah. Q would to sort of instantaneously transport people from A to B. That's true. That's true. Yeah. He, he even kind of, I don't know. Yeah, almost. It felt almost like the modern movie Star Trek. You know, the just the, the sort of the vibrato about it. You know, that's. I guess I've seen. I've been watching the original series, and uh, and there are some fun episodes, but a lot of them are are very sort of science, very science fiction kind of uh, feel to them. And uh, um, and uh, I don't know. It was just fun to sort of have this sort sort of over the top campy kind of element to it, which I I really liked, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is quite the plan that he's put in place. Do you think that if there's like a limit to how many times or it will just be going indefinitely, the time loop? Um, I, think he could, he, I think he could do it indefinitely. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Or at and, least he thinks so. I'm not so sure that's actually yeah. the case, but yeah, that's what he thinks. Mm-hmm. Well, and it does by the, by the sort of where, where it's nearing the end, you can see that he's like, tired and he's just kind of going through the motions where at first he's getting like all this glee out of like killing Lorca or killing uh people you know and he's he he like pops out of that space whale or whatever it is and uh and by the end you can see he's like okay I gotta do this again (laughs) yeah finally figures out how to convince Burnham that this is all going on by telling her by telling her that she's never been in love and teaching her to dance. So it's finally how she kind of kind of tells her something that only, only uh, you know he he would know, and that kind of gets her on board and realizing what's happening. Uh huh. Yeah, that's right. And so they, they kind of they, they have a shortcut to intimacy there because then yeah they have he has there's a utilitarian reason for her to divulge one of her deep secrets to him, and then for him to repeat that back to her when she's not expecting it. And yeah. Right, and it just continues on the whole narrative of the the scenes with Ash in the morning, you know, in the beginning of the loop, and you know, it kind of makes all everything tie together. And that's when they decide to tell Mud who Burnham is, and uh, so that he he will want to sell. So he's going to change, stop looking for the ship, and he's going to change and want to sell her. Well, to, no, he wants he'll want to do both, but they're trying to they're trying to leverage him mm-hmm. into. One more loop. Right, right. And that she eats the, the crystal. Right? That was pretty badass, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I liked how you could see it go down her esophagus and plop in her gut and then yeah. in the inside. That was kind of nuts. So does that, um, I was a little confused though, so does that stop the loop now that she's eaten it? Or what did No, that do? it forced him, it leveraged him into, into, into setting up another loop so that, oh, because okay. he, as far as he was concerned, he was done. He'd won. But they needed to leverage him into one more uh, go around. Because so, Lorca was dead at that point in that. Yeah, 
Uh, maybe, um, but I know for sure that Ash Tyler was, and that's what Burnham was. Mm, right, 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 right. Um, so um, she's trying to get him to to pull that trigger one last time, and uh, so she presented herself as a valuable uh, a valuable asset, and then and then destroyed herself, mm. forcing him to yeah start mm. the whole thing again. Yeah, that was really, really, really good, and uh, so that the they are able to trick him. And uh, they, they trick him into thinking that uh, he is taking uh, Stamets and Burnham to the Klingons. But yep. instead, they bring uh, his ex fiance or his, maybe his wife. His, oh, his, his actual wife. wife, yeah. Okay, I was a little confused on that. But, but anyway, this, this woman named Stella. Yeah. Um, and uh, her father and uh and so how did they even know i guess did he say something about that in the um in the prison yes he mentioned about getting back to his fair stella and like he he talked about her very poetically and wistfully and i knew who he was talking about right Mm -hmm. he's she appears in um the episode um i mud in the original series Mm -hmm. but uh, in in sort of a weird form she's actually an android version of stella okay um in that episode, but it's very clear from that that she's kind of a battle axe as far as Mud yeah. is concerned. Right? And she's what what he's created is an android caricature of Stella, so she's kind of this bossy battle axe woman. Um, and it's actually kind of a sexist thing, but oh, okay, um, yeah, uh, I I think is that the first time he appears? No, that's the second episode. Oh, okay, I've seen yeah. the first Mud episode, so yeah, um, interesting. And, uh, yeah, so they're able to, and that was a really funny scene. It was really good when Stella yeah. was like. Yeah. And it was, a, it was the perfect ending to a mud episode where, yeah, yeah they leave him. Yeah. At, at the end of I mud, they leave him stuck with the Android Stella to be, you know, uh, berated and harassed for the rest of his life kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, what, what are you, you know, what are you doing? And, uh, uh, that it was it was just funny. You could see him being like, maybe uh, the Klingon prison wasn't such a bad deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was really good. I really enjoyed that. And uh, and then you get you know I think one final loop uh, with one final scene in the uh, I'm trying to remember uh, in the one final scene in the dance scene. Uh-huh. And, yeah yeah and uh, i'm really excited to see where that goes between ash and uh or i guess tyler and burnham I, I i think they have really good chemistry i think that they uh i think that they'll be good for each other and make for really interesting characters to bounce off each other and i i really uh i i do think that the uh, Shazad Latif is his actor's name. He is very, very handsome. <laughs> I won't. I can't dispute that. I'm not an authority, but <laughs> so I, I think it's it's nice uh, to to see uh, him in this role. And uh, I don't know. I just I just found this so entertaining. The dialogue was really good. It was very crisp. It was very uh, entertaining. Uh, but you did get, like I said, moments of heart between Burnham and uh, uh, and Ash and uh, Stamets and all these different characters. And I thought they used music really well in the episode. 
and you got this cool version of staying alive and just the the score everything kind of helped make it uh fun uh and i don't know just really really enjoyed it yeah no they i felt like the, the cast was um a little more knitted together now they're mm -hmm. they're less just a group of people who happen to be on the same ship and now they're kind of becoming friends and um yeah that's all flowing nicely um one thing about the the Ash Tyler uh, Burnham romance that I think is interesting, uh, well, and actually just stuff in this episode generally that's interesting is the way that it, uh, those of us who are, are uh, at least scratching our chins about the possibility of Ash Tyler being a Klingon spy, oh, possibly even Vok, the the uh, albino. Um, Oh, there was some interesting stuff in this one. Like, on the one hand, you're going, oh, no, he wouldn't enter into a, you know, a relationship with Burnham as a, like, no, that's a little too, that's a bridge too far for a Klingon spy, don't you think? Mm -hmm. On the other hand, twice people commented, wow, you suffered a hell of a lot and you're so even keeled. What is your, you know, what's your secret, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, hmm, you seem pretty okay for someone who's been through what you've been through. That's interesting. Like, that came up twice. Hmm. From two different characters. And it, and it had me going, yeah, what's up with that? Because he did have that, uh, well, it wasn't really a relationship, but he had, he was in, He was repeatedly raped by his Yeah, yeah. by that, by that uh, Klingon. So, you know, maybe he's being, he could even be being manipulated in some way. Yeah. But I hope not. That would make me sad. <laughs> I like him so much. I, I, uh, I hope that he's not a spy. I, I haven't heard that theory. So that's interesting. Uh, yeah, that's been kicking around. And, and the thing yeah. is, like, the reason it's sort of, that scans as, as a start, as a longtime fan, that scans for me because mm -hmm. uh, Klingon agents were an element in the original series like that that happened you had Klingon agents posing as humans and um it had you know like I said it had that it had that core like I've said before it had that cold war feeling about it and having spies that mm -hmm. look human and for all you know they're they are agents of the enemy mm -hmm. that smacks of the cold war paranoia yeah yeah, interesting. Okay. Uh, they do bring up a good point. The guy over uh, at Forbes, he does say, uh, he says, for the first time, I really enjoyed watching an episode of Star Trek Discovery from end to end. But then he says, only after it was over did I even have the afterthought, hey, I wonder what's going to, what's going to happen to Admiral Cornwell. So that is sort of interesting that they completely just like dropped that for this episode. Uh, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> They're having like a party and stuff like that. Like, a little, a little weird. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, he hasn't been ordered to go save her, so all right, on with our mission, you know, on yeah, with our thing. Yeah, yeah, gotta uh, stay loose, I guess, but it is kind of funny uh, that uh, you wouldn't think it would be the time to have a party, but hey, why not? <laughs> well, you got to sometime. One, it seems like, well, you know, the thing is, like, that kind of stuff is, it's a war, so they're gonna need to let their hair down sometimes. And it, mm -hmm. you do kind of, I actually like the way they played that. You see a wounded guy in a wheelchair. Um, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. You know, you see people who kind of have a shadow, like even though they're there, it's fun and they're having a party. They still have kind of a shadow across their face. Like, okay, I'm trying to forget how hard this all is, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. 
it does seem like a that uh, a bunch of people are kind of just trying to sort of force themselves to to have fun in a way. Uh-huh. Um, and then you have the characters like Tilly, who's like genuinely having fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We you you see this in Deep Space Nine to some extent too. Mm. Um, you have similar kinds of setups where oh this is supposed to be fun but oh yeah well we just looked at the casualty list for this week and it sucks mm-hmm. and i lost friends and you know yeah yeah so all right well great uh yeah i uh, like i said I, this is probably my favorite i think this is going to be a lot of people's favorite of the season but i've enjoyed most i've enjoyed all of them in some level yeah indeed i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's my favorite so far lethe was was uh was it for me but um it was really good too but no, I'm impressed with the, how consistent the consistency here. It is consistently good week to week. Now, yeah, yeah I mean, honestly, like, be, you know, uh, Trekkies, be honest with yourselves. Sit down and watch the first seven episodes of TNG, yeah. and really ask yourself: <laughs> Was it really that good? Well, you know, as I, you went, it, I, yeah, and it got it got good, but yeah. You know, well, and I appreciate that you can say that because I, I do feel like that uh, that most of the hardcore fans uh, that I've come in contact with are just so harsh on it. And I get it. Like I've said many times, I understand because I, you know, I hated Maleficent. I hate, you know, when people touch stuff that I love, like it's hard. Uh, and to be like super objective, I get it. But um, I, I, I just feel like, I feel like saying it's like, total complete garbage you know it's just uh I, that's harder for me to understand like if it's just not your thing you're not digging it no problem yeah. i don't really uh-huh. care but uh but it does surprise me that you know just the level of vitriol um so it does make me happy that, that most people like i said even mr grumpy pants over at forbes even he liked this one like i just feel like yeah i watched it i'm like how can anyone not like this this is so fun some people and, have got to be coming around by now and it, yeah and it, honestly like eventually now you do have a handful of just uh complete like wait uh wasters who are just you know they're 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 subscribing to a, a a network service they do not wish to pay for yeah to watch a show they do not like so they can rip on it right yeah, it's gonna get old or they're ripping on a show they've never seen and again yeah. that gets old that's it's funny you know. because yeah like i i wonder how many people will that that are playing that game will uh-huh. continue on to the second half of the season right because, <laughs> because like for instance i hated the and with an e series that they did on netflix i uh-huh. it just wasn't for me didn't like it uh but we had already kind of made a commitment to cover it so me and my friend amber we covered the first season just we just did one podcast because we <laughs> really just didn't like it and uh but i'm there's no way i'm covering season two or even watching it you know so uh just it's just not for me and, if and there's like gonna it, be a season two yeah okay. it's like if other people like it that's fine but i just didn't like it and uh so it'll be interesting to see if if they continue on or or uh uh if uh i don't know some people just like to like to complain but uh but i i just i just think the show is is visually stunning i think the acting is always good i don't think i've seen an episode where i thought wow the acting was poor the acting's great and uh and for the most part the writing's been really good and i think this one is very well written dialogue is very good and i get that some of the complaints as far as like it particularly in lethe like lethe them you know 
making some bringing sort of Spock in and making some maybe canon changes or whatever and how that can be hard I can understand that and sympathize with that but I don't know I just I just feel like it's it's so cinematic it's so uh, you can just see the money on screen and and how like they could have just just done enough to get by kind yeah. of with this series but they clearly didn't and they went above and beyond to make uh to make it cinema worthy i think oh absolutely i, I I've, I've been thinking about this that like if you take uh say a fan's top 20 episodes of all time across mm-hmm. all the series and put it next to this list of seven episodes mm-hmm. you'd want to fit all seven somewhere in that top 20 like it's that good like mm-hmm. it it's I'm, my expectations have been exceeded mm-hmm. yeah i mean i've been watching the original series and i do really like the cage i i, I even though that was like the 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 pilot that the, they didn't kind of use it i thought that was so good and uh, i liked a mirror mirror a lot and i liked so there's there's uh some episodes that i've really enjoyed but i don't know i i, I guess that's just more i can relate to it a little more because it's got more female characters and it's just contemporary and yeah, yeah. So I like this personally better. It's just more my jam, I guess. But um, uh, but I still, you know, enjoy the the other stuff for the most part. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I I really I, I feel like this is an important episode as far as bringing at least some people on board, which is exciting. And uh, so we have two episodes left of this part of this of the season. And mm-hmm. it, the next one is called CV's Pacum Parabellum, which is Latin for something. I'm not sure what. Um, yeah, we'll have to look it up. Yeah, there you go. So that should be fun. And then the last one will be Into the Forest I Go. So the last one will be November 12th. And uh, that will be exciting. So if, if any of you are listening, please put in the comments section your thoughts about this episode. What did you think? Did you like it? And... Uh, yeah, um, and where can people find you? Um, my regular um, Twitter feed is at Elmano Roboto. You'll see my politics, mostly jokes, um, you know, mostly light stuff, DC, Marvel, uh, Star Trek, anything that interests me, Disneyland. Um, if you follow my, um, my feed at Happy Place Poems, you'll find verse uh, inspired by Disneyland. I'm putting together a poetry collection, and I'm doling that out in samples on that feed, so check that out. Yeah, that'd be great. I'll have links for all that in the description section. And you can find me at Smiling LDS Girl on all social media. And uh, and you can follow Rachel's reviews on iTunes. So make sure to check that out. And uh, thanks for joining me to talk about this. This was fun. My pleasure. All right. Well, we'll talk next week.